0: Vikings versus Cowboys the DMG pregame show <gasps> the Vikings, and the Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to grill the Drewster on it.
1: Make sure everybody can see me now. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Great show, guys.
0: (laughs) All right. I'd like to introduce this cast of characters And by characters, I mean characters. First, to my viewer's right, we have the one, the only, the man from the frozen north, the Drone Master himself, Rhino. How you doing, buddy?
2: Another day, another dollar. Let's roll, boys. (laughs) Well, that was quick. (laughs)
0: That's interesting <laughs> to right there. It. And then, of course, below me, the character himself the one, the only, the base ripper, the Drooster! What up, lunatics? Three in a row. <laughs> yeah, Crushed Dallas. Surprising. And also, last but not least, and by all means, not insignificant. <laughs> Mr. Ted Glover.
1: How's it going, boys? If I was any better, I'd be against the law, and your mom would marry me. Let's light this candle. Let's go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, but before we start the breakdowns, uh, producer, editor, David Stefano, engineer, whatever you like uh-huh. to go by. I want to eliminate my bass intro. I don't want that anymore. What do you want? I will send. I will send you a clip. It's from a movie called Black Swan. That's what I want to use. For my <laughs> intro.
0: It's got to be audio. Yes, uh, I'll send you the
3: clip
1: of the audio that I want every yeah. week when I, I get introduced. watching it, Drew, we just need the audio. We, we can't have the climatic scene at the very opening, right? Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Premature. I feel we all take right? a drink. We we all all flag on that. All right, Rhino, you're the only one that did not join us after the game on the weekend. What did you think of Vikings versus Bears?
2: Well, it wasn't the prettiest thing in the world, but, uh, I mean, you know, the biggest thing we talked about last week was if they shut Dalvin Cook down, can Kirk Cousins basically lead the team to victory? And, I mean – I, give, I, I rip on Cousins as much as anybody, but, you know, he played a pretty good game, and he he did what we needed him to do. You know, it, Cook was tied down, you know, down for most of the game. You know, he did finally finish with, what, 92 yards or something like that. But, you know, it, it was on 30 carries, so, it was, you know, he was like 3.1, 3.2 yards per carry, whatever he was. But Kirk was efficient to me. He was only sacked once, I believe. That the interception that he got thrown wasn't his fault, so we can't, you know, blame him for that one. Even though many of us maybe <laughs> wanted to, but, um, but no, I mean, you know, Chicago's offense is a garbage barge, dumpster fire, and that's being nice. You know, if it wasn't for Cordero Patterson, you know, it would have been nineteen to three probably because they wouldn't have had any kind of. You know, the kick return that he had, which, mm-hmm. you know, was probably the did. biggest – it's been the biggest downside to the team the last two weeks. The special teams has been awful. But, you and know, beyond Cor- that, you know, three in a row in the division, you can't ask for much more than that. And you got
0: to give Cordero a hand for – he tied the NFL record on kick returns. And this is in, in a day and age when – most of the time, you don't get kick returns. No. It's far less than it used to be 20 years
2: ago. So, but I mean, you know, he's one of the one of the rare breed that if the ball, you know, is in the air to the end zone, it doesn't matter if he's five to seven yards deep, 90% of the time he's going to take it out. You know, most guys don't do that anymore, you know, as we see with our, uh, our all-star kick return that we've got, you know, but.
0: Now moving on to Dallas. We face a beleaguered Dallas team that has been absolutely horrible. There have been players complaining about the coaches already. You think it's bad here in Minnesota? You should see it in Dallas. Uh, with Mike McCarthy running the show, they are not having a good time. And they it looks that we're going to get to face Andy Dalton. Because as we all know, Dak Prescott's out for the rest of the season. And they haven't looked that good. What do you guys think? Ted?
1: Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for the Vikings to extend their three-game winning streak. You know, when the very first part of the year, you know, before Dak got hurt, even after Dak got hurt, I, I thought the Cowboys made a really solid move in signing Andy Dalton. He's arguably probably... The best backup quarterback in the NFL, um, and and I I th- I thought they would still be able to maintain a fairly competitive edge. You know they've had a lot more injuries. Um, just Mike McCarthy isn't gelling with that team. The team's not gelling with him. Whatever the case may be. So I I really have thought this. You know, a month ago I thought this game was one of those one of those no chance games for the Vikes. Uh, this has now become one of those games where I think the Vikings should win. And and when you look at how well the defense has played, the Vikings defense has played the last three four games. And you look at how bad and Drew get into the numbers here in a little bit, just how bad overall the Cowboys are. I I would I would be shocked if the Vikings did not play well on Sunday.
0: You might be the only
2: one. <clears throat> well, I mean, th- this horrible horseshit Cowboys team did <clears throat> take the unbeaten Steelers down to the final play of the game a couple weeks ago here, though. So that you know, they they can play. You know, they're the numbers don't hold was, well. I mean,
3: that was with who at quarterback? Delucci or Danucci or DeNucci? DeNucci. Your, Yeah, you know, the, I mean, the Steelers are, Steelers aren't scrubs. I mean that. Look at Dallas's wideouts. Those guys alone, they got a fat wideout crew. Like they're pretty well, yeah, good at wide yeah, you got Murray Cooper,
2: C.D. Lamb, and uh, oh, what's his name? Uh,
3: how long? Oh, yeah. How long has you
2: Dak, Dak has been out? Guys? Week was it? Week three he went down. It was Dak played. It.
1: it was it was in the like the fifth game. I think he hurt his he hurt himself.
2: Oh, was it that? Okay.
3: Okay, he yeah. hurt himself in the fifth game. So they've gone four games without him. Four or five.
1: Yeah, and they are they are zero and four,
3: and they, but they are still ranked as the fourth best passing offense in football. So really? that proves that they're wide out. Yeah, I mean to hang on to the ranking yeah. of fourth, I mean I know a lot of it had to do with Dak stacking cheese at the beginning of the season with a lot of yardage, but uh, they've had they've managed to hang on to the fourth ranking on their pass offense. You know, well,
0: speaking of numbers, uh, there they are. There we
3: go, nice graphic, Dave. Dave's putting in an overtime yeah. this week. Wow. But if, <clears throat> there's there's all my numbers. I don't need to read them to you. There you
0: go, folks. <laughs> Brought to you live by David Stefano. But if you look at the uh, QB breakdown, Andy Dalton's played in four of those games, and he's been horrible. Completion percentage is 61%. Passing yards per game, just over 108, you know, just under 120, one touchdown pass and three interceptions.
1: So is that turnover ratio? That minus 13? That's not a typo. <laughs> no, they are 13 in the hole. <laughs> well, there's God there's damn, there's your a reason why they're over. They, there's your reason as to why Dallas is what two and six or whatever it is they are. Mm-hmm. Exactly two and seven yeah. the reason.
3: Twenty. Yeah, because giveaways. Twenty giveaways and, and like
2: seven takeaways. Well, and. I think Dak had four interceptions before he was out. So, you know, that it wasn't just something that happened once he went down. They've been bad in the giveaway section all, all year. Yeah. And all, yeah. there was one game I was watching there where Zeke Elliott World fumbled turnovers. like two series in a row. Good Lord. That's a lot minus of turnovers.
1: Uh-huh. To
3: give the folks an idea at home at the end of the season what your turnovers should look like, in 2012, the Eagles were a minus 24. At the end of the season which was really bad and then 2017 i think the browns were a minus 27. so dallas is well on their way the dallas is well on their way to not only being in the 20s but maybe being worse than that but
2: yeah 27. Uh, uh, that's right
0: you want to finish yeah they the plus it, in yeah.
3: 2017 the browns were a minus 27 i believe in in turnover ratio those are two high those are the two highest totals i've seen since 2010.
2: was that the year the browns went on 16 or was that
3: Possibly. And
2: that's all. What year was 14? this? Seventeen. I'll look it up. Talk if you about want a shootout? Well, I, I mean, if you that, want, you know, that's. A... Go ahead, Drew.
3: No, 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 no. I was, I was just to say, if you want shoot shootout, this is the game for it. If you look at the, if Dave puts those numbers back up, if you look at the offense of the Vikings com- compared to the Dallas defense, it's almost a mirrored image of the Dallas offense against the Vikings defense. You got. You got Vikings offense ninth against the Dallas defense twenty third. Then you got the Dallas offense eighth against the Vikings defense twenty fourth. So damn near a mirrored image straight across the board when you look at the numbers. Two good offenses are decent. Two top ten offenses against two defenses that struggle. So if you know the team that comes up with a couple extra stops is probably going to walk away with this one, but. I don't know. I'm only, I don't know if I just feel uncertain because it's the Vikings. After a big emotional win, what they're going to look like come what? Sunday. Are they going to be sluggish, dragging their feet? I don't know.
2: I mean, that, that's it, the well, key. But the one number you look at on, on the stats there is their 31st in rush defense. I mean, Dalvin Cook should yeah. run wild this week.
3: That's a good point. Yeah. 157 you know, and 32nd
2: points per game. I mean, we know we can put up 40 points a game if we want to, so. Oh. <laughs> and maybe we will Sunday. Maybe. Yeah, we maybe. Is. We
0: well,
2: this is one of those games we very well could. Yes. Fucking
0: Rhino, dude. It's never going to get old, is it? <laughs> uh, I called a good buddy of mine who happens to be a Cowgirls fan and asked him about the team. And he said their run defense has been horrible, without a doubt. But that they have been playing better on the interior line, defensive line, here in the last couple games, basically ever since they got rid of Everson Griffin. Um, so take well, that for what
2: it's worth. And that's going to be a key thing when you look at the, the injury report. Ezra Cleveland's been a DNP the last two days now with an ankle injury. Oh, you know, and, are you kidding me? And in our infinite wisdom, you know, Pat Elfline finally gets healthy and we get rid of him and we keep Ezra – or I mean uh, – Drew Samia is the backup who, you know, as we saw in the two or three games he played, couldn't stop water from running uphill.
0: Right. But with Ezra out, I mean, it's an ankle. Shoot it up, tape it up and go. The one that scares me on the injury report is that C.J. Ham is now on the COVID list. And whether he's available Sunday or not is in question. And if he's not, CJ Ham's a big key to Dalvin doing Dalvin's thing. because
2: he's no, he absolu- he's absolutely football. is. I mean, one thing that might help us out a, a little bit is I think they could or he Ham could still test sa- Sunday morning. I mean, we don't have, we play at three twenty five Central, so it's a late game. You know, if he needs another, if he needs a negative test, we can possibly still get it on Sunday morning.
0: If if that's the reason, if he doesn't have right. it himself, if he's yeah. just in contact, if it's just
2: a close contact and he needs to test negative, I mean, I th- and I haven't he- you know haven't heard anything that he does have. Of course, he just went on the list this afternoon, so we don't know much. But
3: Ted, you don't you don't see a letdown coming on after that big Vikings win? You don't feel that at all, or or how do you see in this? It,
1: it's absolutely one hundred percent possible. I mean, because that is just the Vikings and what they do historically. I mean, we were kind of talking earlier; we were texting back and forth. And I said, you know, these next three games—Dallas, uh, Carolina, and Jacksonville—are games that the Vikings are going to be expected to win. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and so, of course, there is going to be—and—and this—and this is—and this is, I'm not talking just about this this year's Vikings team. This just seems to be the Minnesota Vikings historically. They they seem to win one or two games a year that they have absolutely no business winning, and then they seem to lose one or two games a year. That they have absolutely no business losing. When you look at Dallas and how they've played, and I, and and real quick that 2017 Browns team, they did go 0-16. Um, yeah, that's but, what I thought. But but Dallas, you know, their last, they've lost four in a row. They they got they got their stars handed to them by Arizona, 38 to 10. The Washington football team, 25 to three, and then Philly, and then Philadelphia, 23 to nine. Then they played Pittsburgh pretty close, and then they had the bye week. So they'll be they'll be coming out of of the bye on a four game losing streak. Um, They they have not played in their losses. They have not played well, and and that one win they had that week two win where they were down by what twenty points with five minutes to go against Atlanta. Atlanta and they and they came back and won. uh, You know on uh, and on a last second field goal. So. You know, and that was with Dak, and, and this, so this this Cowboys team is, is just flat-out not good. The reason they I think they played the Steelers so close is because Roethlisberger didn't play. Um,
2: oh, he didn't so, play in that
1: game? Uh, maybe he did. I don't know. I haven't really been following this year, but whatever. Um, they played the Steelers close, and it was on the road. Right. So, yeah, yeah it, it's – yeah, I, long story short, yes, this is a game the Vikings very well could come out and look flat and, and – Next thing you know, they're down fourteen nothing and it's it's gonna be a thirty-seven, thirty-four kind of game to see if they can pull it out, you know, in the last two or three minutes of the game. Yeah, I I can very well see that happening, but when you look at things on paper and, and you look at the way the Vikings have been playing as of late and how the Cowboys have been playing as of late, they 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 look like two teams that are going in very opposite directions right now.
2: Absolutely.
3: It's almost like if the Vikings blow this game, they're gonna have to hand it to them in a big way. They're going to have to yeah. make all these mistake, a bunch Probably. of mistakes. And, you know, it's not like Dallas is Walk, going to earn couple, it. A couple
2: of block punches, inter- uh, ill timed interceptions, that kind of shoot yourself in the foot kind of stuff.
0: Right. Well, we're also wearing primetime purple the purple jerseys, purple pants, yellow. Yeah. Have we lost when we wore primetime purple?
3: Yeah, I don't the think they've won We don't think they they wore. No, did we
2: wear it against Seattle last year and lost? I have no idea. They're they're terrible,
1: horrible, no good uniforms, (laughs) and they should be burned in a funeral pyre. Those all purple uniforms with the yellow jerseys (laughs) are hideous. They are absolutely hideous.
3: Get rid of them. Look, Dave's got a bunch of pictures queued up of it too. Yes,
2: I do. Mike, my, my not, question: Why are we wearing primetime one. purple when we're not playing in primetime?
0: Because I think the game originally was supposed to be in primetime, or was a primetime candidate.
3: You know what? No. You know what? They're going along, three-game winning streak, playing great. Things are rolling right along. Leave it, al- just, just come on, just leave it alone. Oh, please leave it alone. You know, terrible uniform. Here we go. Everything was I going good. Was they busted out these uniforms. Hey, go. what did you oh, think of oh, the white oh, it, on white? It
2: sounds like it sounds like now with the road or with the road jerseys or uniforms. Normally, we're going to be wear, seeing the more white because Bill Parcells this. says he liked it, so now Zimmer says he's probably going to use it more.
1: I, I like the purple pants better for the road uniform. I mean, you know, they wore white on white for however many years with,
2: with ever, their old much.
1: throwback uniforms, and and I I kind of I you know. I dug those pants with the gold and purple stripe going down the side, the piping down the side. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not partial either way. I, I would, I would say the purple pants just, just because that was kind of the way the uniform yeah, set was originally designed. But, but whatever. Right. I, I mean, I don't, whatever. I don't have a dog in the fight with either, with either the white pants or the purple pants on the road. But man, those all purple uniforms are god awful hideous. I hate them. <laughs>
2: Even the purple and white ones that we wore against the Saints in the wildcard game last year, I didn't care for those either.
0: Well, that's purple on purple. That's It was purple on purple with purple. the white.
2: Nu- oh, the only difference is they yeah. had the white numbers and lettering instead of the orange, though. It's the, yeah, the, it's the normal purple we got pants and the one.
0: normal purple jersey.
1: Yeah, the purple on purple, purple yellow, number. yellow numbers, white numbers. It, it purple just... on
2: purple, it looks like Barney playing out there.
1: God, that's terrible.
2: Oh, I love it. I know a thing. That's my uh, high school colors. <clears throat>
3: If Kenny Wayne Shepherd on the on the team would be playing blue on black. I know that would be the color scheme for every game from here on in.
1: Yeah, they look like twenty two grimaces out there. Just God, come on. It, is the, it
3: does have the grimace look. I don't that's really terrible. give much thought into the to, to what they're wearing uniform wise. I don't really that's like last on my list. I don't really look at any of that.
0: What's the first on
3: your list? Actually the game of football and how they play it. Hmm. I mean I don't care, care if they're out there running around with fucking shirts with pot leaves on them. Do whatever you want, dude. <laughs> or if, if,
1: you're... if they're if they're going to lose, I'd much rather they look good. If, losing
0: if
3: you're yeah, if you're wearing a uniform that looks like a Wonder Bread package, I don't give a shit. With the circles, wear it. I don't give a fuck. If you're if you're Nas- up to NASCAR guys play football. Do they have a NASCAR has a Wonder Bread car.
2: They've well had they did the in uh, Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights, but I think they've Richie had Bobby a in the past. I, you I'm know, guessing I'm guessing Wonder Bread's probably probably sponsored one at some point in time in the annals of history. I'm just, I, don't, I, I, want don't it like, I want to see if the, I
3: want to just come out and just play like they've been doing, and I'm no letdown. That's what I'm really, really. The only thing I'm worried about is the letdown. I think across the board, the only thing they can really compete with us on is their wide receivers with Gallup and uh, Cooper and CD and, and CD Lamb. CD they got Lamb, pretty, yeah. fat, I mean, they got a pretty stout wide receiver core but you know, somebody still has to get them the ball. And every every other position and every other player across the board, I think the Vikings have an advantage. But, you know, the Vikings have the meltdown factor, and that's kind of what I'm <laughs> – that's the yeah. only way I think – like I said earlier, I think they're going to have to give it away to lose it.
0: Well, how do you think we're going to do against the run? They have Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. What's their
3: rush offense? They're and... 17th and rushing. They average 110 yeah, I mean... yards a game.
0: And they got totally- Zeke this
2: year hasn't been the the Zeke of years past. I don't think, you know. I, and and I kind of thought, you know, with uh, McCarthy running the show down there, that maybe he, you know, he was he was prime for a good year. Of course, I drafted him in fantasy, so that's probably why he's having a shitty year. But I'll make sure I start him this week just to. Well, yeah, I think yeah,
3: defenses that. are defenses are keying on him when you got Ben DiNucci playing quarterback. They know they're gonna go to oh, Zeke right.
0: Elliott. Well they my go buddy to Zeke said Elliott anyway. His backup and Tony Pollard has been explosive and they expect Pollard to get at least fifteen carries this weekend. And he's doing better
1: than Zeke yards per carry. Yeah. The more the more carries Pollard gets, the better off it is gonna be for the Minnesota Vikings. I don't care that. what you say, and the, and this is where I jump in my foxhole and defend my boy. Go Bucks! Oh, Zekul- no. No. oh yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. 75 yards through the heart of the south, baby. Anyway,
2: sorry. but No, no he not go 75 through the heart of the Vikings. That's all I, I don't the give long, a shit. Before. The, the,
1: more carries, the more carries Pollard gets, the better off it will be for the Minnesota Vikings but, because Ezekiel Elliott put that down. Just put that down. <laughs> Just you're making everybody. It's embarrassing for yourself, and you're making everybody else uncomfortable. It is embarrassing. <laughs> um. So yeah. Okay. Good. That. Good. Run. Run. Pollard twenty times. I don't care.
3: Yeah, I agree. He's...
1: Because that that's gonna do nothing but benefit the Minnesota Vikings. Because I, Vikings. I don't. I don't care what anybody you know. And the and the Cowboys have, are going through a transition on their O line. They their their longtime center is gone, and I think they've had a couple other injuries. Um. Well, so, their rookie so center, their stuff. line is their line is in a lot yeah, of blocks. are Beatus badass, or
2: badass or however you say. His badass name. from he,
3: Wisconsin, they're the one. Yeah, he, he's
2: he's been DNP both practices this week.
3: You know, it's kind of funny. It, we talk about the Dallas Rush game. The Vikings dominated the Bears so bad against uh, their run game. They dominated the run game so so much that they moved up from twenty second in run defense to fifteenth in one week. Wow. You don't usually see a jump that much.
1: Seriously?
3: Yeah, they were 22nd. The Vikings' defense uh, was 22nd against the Rush last week, and now they're 15th, and they were 20, now they're 24th overall. And last week they were 28th, so they made some oh. big jumps. When you hold a team to 149 yards, it's going to put, put you up. on But the yeah. rankings don't usually move that much, Chad. It's usually one or two spots, not seven.
1: I, I was going to say, wasn't their overall defense? Where, what, what's the Vikings' overall defense right now?
3: Last week they were 28th, and then after the Bears game, now they're 24th. They're 24th and the Cowboys are 23rd. and both have top I, 10 offenses. So there we go.
1: I, and I you know boys, the, the first the first six games of this season really put the Vikings defense in a hole because what was it after the first six games, they had given up more yards and points than any? Defense in oh. franchise history, I believe yeah. it was. Well, uh, I mean, so, so you got you got to think game. that was that you got to think that was the absolute rock bottom where they started, or they had to start climbing their hole out of. From, and and now they're they're in the in the low twenties. I mean, it's it's not unreasonable to think that by the end of the year, that the Vikings could be a middle of the road defense. And when you consider when you consider where they started. Th- that's a that's a fairly significant
2: yeah
0: it is and Ted, totally. up. And Ted froze up
2: well I mean you, you look Gladney and Chris Boyd I mean they, that's been the best cornerback tandem we've had all year I mean those, yeah and and now they got what's it Joe or Chris Jones or whoever it was we picked up at 7-11 I mean he he played decent. Granted, it was against the Bears but he played decent last week too so
0: Yes, he has been a pleasant surprise.
3: There's one area defensively, and Flip mentioned this, so I'll you know I'll give him credit for what he talked about at Sunday. That I'm kind of concerned about is getting pressure on the quarterback by by only but without getting it with your normal four guys on the line, you have to blitz to get pressure. And the Vikings seem like like Flip said they have to. The only way they get pressure on the quarterback is to blitz, and they happen to time that up really well against the Bears and uh, Foles. Mm-hmm. They did. Uh, so yeah. it would be nice. Dallas has given up 26 sacks this year. I mean, that's wow. that's the Vikings have given up 17. They've given up 26, so you know, something tells me that uh the I think the two defensive ends for the Vikings that uh, and the other guy in Odenabo uh, they're really coming Adenabo. on. Um yeah. So be well, nice I, to get some pressure
2: D- D- this week. Honestly, I think it's only a matter of time before Wantum takes over the starting job. You know, right now it's still been uh Oh. The fatty. No, Afedi's no, on the one the side. side. But,
0: but. No, it's been Jaleel. J-
3: no, uh, Jalen no. Holmes. No no, 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 no. Who started? Jalen Holmes. has
2: been starting. Be nice I, to see I mean, him I, get,
3: get some pressure on the quarterback without having to blitz. That's what I'm the roundabout right. way of uh, doing. I
0: don't think you're going to get it. Now, you want to talk about rankings? Here's PFF's green line. Okay. Oh,
1: Here we go. Well, what am I looking at? What are you looking at there? Their overall, their offense. We're looking at three defenses. gray
2: stripes with two, with uh, purple and blue blobs on each one of the stripes. What what nerd porn is this?
0: This is nerd porn. This is nerd porn. But they have the Vikings defense at 11th and the Vikings offense at 6th.
3: How?
2: And
0: an overall team.
2: Hey, they have
0: this PFF grades the team's defensive players to create a Massey ranking. That is opponent adjusted.
3: Uh-huh,
2: the Massey ranking. What the hell is a Massey ranking? I have what what right about there.
3: that? Did you see the top left corner of that chart? Ted? it said ELO something. Are they talking about Jeff Lynn and ELO? Yeah, so, don't so bring me band. down. <laughs> is,
2: that, is that the "Don't bring me down" chart? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I just saw. What was that? I, I said the, the only so thing I, was, I take, was, really, take I really saw saw is was It was absolute nerd porn. What was it? Nerd, Nerd porn. porn.
0: Nerd
3: porn. Nerd
1: porn.
0: When you factor
3: in the Massey effect,
2: oh yeah, the Massey effect. Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Once you implement the Massey effect, it all makes sense. <laughs> the, Vikings,
1: the Vikings. have been playing like a top ten offense the last three games. I'll I'll, I'll give them that. Um, but they're top ten but, right now. But when you take when you take this whole season into consideration. Um, they haven't. I'm, I'm sorry. They just haven't. I mean, they...
0: Oh Well, let's get to that. We go from Kirk Cousins having to do everything bad Kirk Cousins to game manager Kirk Cousins to let's keep it out of his hands Kirk Cousins. Uh, there's about three different types of Kirk Cousins. There's the one where he rebounds and just plays ungodly. Good. Then there's the ones where he's at the bottom we haven't seen
2: ungodly good Kirk yet this year we've seen decent Kirk and we've seen shitty Kirk but we haven't seen ungodly good Kirk and then there's
0: shitty Kirk that you know throws interceptions Uh. on the first offensive play of the game and then there's this game manager Kirk that just you know goes short but keeps hitting receptions up to 20 times a game so who are we going to see Sunday depends on
3: how good the running game is
2: Yeah, I mean, I expect the running game to be good, so the play action should be there. You know, cousin. this is, this may be one of those games where Cousins doesn't have to throw it more than 20 times because Delvin's going to be running what? for 180 yards.
3: Well, oh, Cousins getting nine yards every time he carries it. Why not just keep going to the well until they stop you? Right. Why even worry about it, you know?
0: Yeah, just and we kept going out. to the well last Sunday, and, that, and part of that was because we needed to to keep them honest. But this game, it, it sets up prime for Cook. But boy would I love to see Justin Jefferson get some more catches.
1: Well sure. Hey, but hey, you know what? You gotta, look at the,
0: <clears throat> you gotta look at December. You
3: gotta look at the long range on this, guys. You gotta I would like to see Cook take the fourth quarter off. He needs to get some carries. He needs to get some time off the field, or he's he's getting beat to shit. So I would like to see the Vikings be well enough ahead where Madison can play the whole fourth quarter and Cook can <laughs> and, what? What did I do? What you yeah, say? Making you're sense? Saying. Oh, oh, oh! We're agreeing, agreeing with you. uh Give him the fourth quarter off, so Madison can not only get some time, but the the more breather breather time that Cook gets now, it's going to be better off with the last four weeks of the when season. When we get into He's December, like yeah. you don't need to run him thirty times if you're up. You know, if you have a pretty good lead, that that's what I think. It's. it's give him a, a breather now and then, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, but you yeah, have to carry I, the team kind of, so much. Kind
2: of the weird thing, you know, we give Cook a breather in inopportune times when we really need his ass on the field. But then when we, you know, when there's times when he could take a series off and it's not going to really affect much, then he's out there every play. I don't, you know, it's. Well, really, he was asked this week
0: about, doing 30 carries a game, and how he felt. And he said, I feel the greatest I've ever felt. I am in mid-season shape. I feel fantastic. I'm healing quickly. You know, from the beatings, I'm all ready to do 30-plus a game.
1: We we knew Dalvin Cook was going to be asked to carry a heavy load against the Bears just because the Bears are a good defense and and yards were going to be tough. And, and to Kirk Cousins' credit, I, I would argue – I don't know that we saw phenomenal Kirk, but we saw pretty damn good Kirk on yeah. Monday night. He he threw for almost 300 yards, couple scores, made good decisions with the football, didn't commit a turnover. That's you you give me that game, you you give me that game every week, Kirk Cousins, and I, I think the Vikings are going to go a long ways. Now yeah. today's point, which which Kirk Cousins shows up, now that's you know that's to spin the wheel and find out. But um, to to your Drew, to your point about Dalvin Cook, I, I absolutely agree. 30 carries a game is, is not realistic for any running back in the NFL today. Um, but there's a noticeable drop-off when Madison is carrying the ball oh. compared to Cook. And I'm, yeah, not, I'm not saying Madison isn't a good running back. He, he is. But there's just a big difference between Dalvin Cook and just about any other running back in the league. So yeah, I, I think for for Dalvin Cook to be able to get some some rest and some time off, the, the Vikings are going to have to be able to get a comfortable fourth quarter lead, and I, I would I would like to see that as well because as the Vikings, you know, these next three games are very important, and then you've got you know you've got the last four of the season, and you know if, if things go well, we could be talking about a whole different ball game from where we started at the beginning of the year, having Dalvin Cook fresh and ready to go. Is going to be paramount for the Vikings success heading into December.
2: Right. You know, I, ideally, Cook really. probably should be getting 20 to 25 carries, probably no more than that. And then 10 to 12 for Madison, probably somewhere in there. And then, you know, realistically, the passing game takes up the rest of it. And different scenarios are going to dictate different parts of that, of course. But, I mean, ideally, I think that's. You know, from a workload standpoint, probably where we should be.
0: Let's switch subjects. Let's talk special teams. When I talk to my buddy, he says Dallas special teams is notorious for doing trick plays. They have not done it in the last two weeks, but to expect a trick play with how the Vikings special teams has been playing Especially this last month. How do you see that
2: going? There has been nothing special about our special teams lately. <laughs> I mean, what is it the last? I mean, we've had muffed or muffed punts. We've had two punts blocked. We've had poor coverage. Bad snaps. Best extra point last week. Bad snaps. Bad extra snaps. Because you know, and whatever it was, cu- with ex- cutting is not <clears throat> playing well. He absolutely yes. is not.
0: The lieutenant has screwed it up.
2: So when he keeps it up, so he's going to get court martial. I,
1: I mentioned this. Court-martial. <laughs> I, I mentioned this on In the Raw. Uh, other than Bailey, and, and, of course, you know, Bailey missed an extra point on Sunday, but that was a bad snap. Um, Other than Bailey, can you guys remember a point in time where the Vikings special teams collectively – was this bad. I mean if if, no. if kick if kick coverage was bad, you know, usually we had Percy Harvin or Cordero Patterson to return kicks. Um, if if kick returns were bad, they could punt the ball and pin teams deep and I mean there there wasn't there wasn't this absolute total collapse of Everything other than right. other than the kicking game, you know, and and if and if the punt coverage, kick coverage, kick returns, the punt returns are good, then the kicker was a tire fire. I mean, th- there was something good about the special teams, or at least one very stellar unit or more, that would help offset whatever the weakness was. F- I, I would argue just about everything in the special teams is is a weakness this year. And well, that, they're yeah.
0: they're not That's running down in their lanes; they're going out of lanes. Tizniel was guilty of that. Um, That's normal, disciplined, special teams. You keep your lanes. The only two people that are allowed to violate their lanes are the gunners. They're going straight to the ball. Everybody else keeps their lane until they have an angle on the – a pursuit angle on the ball. But you keep it so they don't break back. And week after week after week, we've seen that. And that's not including the bad snaps and the poor punts. That's just that's just coverage, and it's so, been so. Cool.
1: Drew, so Drew, how do they fix it, or do they fix it, or or how do you, if you anticipate it's going to continue to be bad, how do you mitigate it with the rest of the team play?
3: Man, that's uh, I mean you're 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 at the halfway point of the season, so you're not making any drastic changes. You got who you got. I mean your special team personnel wise, you're pretty much stuck with who you have. So you just have to isolate each area and try to coach it up and try to work with it and not be overwhelmed by it. Uh I don't understand. At this point you shouldn't be having a bad snap and you drop a hold and you can't get the extra. Did you know that did you know if a kicker doesn't touch the ball it doesn't go down in a miss in his record on his stats?
1: Good, it shouldn't.
3: No, No, it shouldn't. I didn't know that. I thought it went down as a miss either way. But I was doing some. I was looking at it last week in the stat box, and if he doesn't kick it, he doesn't get charged with the miss. So that's kind of cool. But oh, good. I'm glad he doesn't. It's 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 coaching it out. You know what special teams is, guys? Besides what Dave just said, which all made perfect sense, by the way, it's a lot of details. It's details. Special teams is details. Little tiny. Ooh. When when that guy caught that ball at the one yard line and then walked backwards into the you got to know where you're on at on the field. On. Yes, that's yeah. details. Yeah. You got to work. It's it's details and it's repetition. And the Vikings, if Zimmer's smart, has those guys working out there at midnight working on this shit till they get it. It's repetitive and it's details until you get it right. That's what it, the Vikings look lazy on special teams. They look lazy. You know.
1: And and the thing is, you don't. An, an offensive lineman misses a block on first down; they can make it up the next play. Sure, get a first down. They can make it up on that drive. Special teams, you
2: you, you got get one shot. one
1: shot, man. You get one shot to do it right or screw it up, and that that one mistake had had um,
0: can cost uh, you the game.
1: Had, had Josh Metellus fumbled that ball, or like you know, like the Bears punt returner that fumbled the ball. Those are huge huge moments in the game that or or the cordero Patterson kickoff return for a touchdown it that one play takes a lot to overcome from both the offense and the defense and if you have cumulative bad special teams play it gets to the point where i don't think the offense at least this version of the Vikings team this offense and defense can overcome that many mistakes
2: well, they've yeah. been they lucky were able so to against far. Detroit because it was Detroit. But normally, yeah. you get two punts blocked in one game; you're not going to win that game.
0: It's
3: yeah, details. Ted- it, it, I'm sorry. It's details. It's fundamentals. I think everybody has about the same athletic talent on their special teams. I mean, you yes, go across the agree. board from team to team. Yeah. So it's yep. a little details that matter, and you got to. I don't know. It's it's very frustrating, but it all seems to avalanche at once, like Ted said. You know. It, we got one bad thing leading into another bad thing. If you had one good thing to,
2: to kind of balance it out, it would make a difference. But, man, it just looks so well, shoddy right now. And then, you know, we got the guy that we drafted specifically to be a kick and punt returner, K.J. Osborne, who looks like Ozzy Osborne running around I have, out there right now. I have,
3: you know what, guys? I said, to my, I said to my wife Sunday night, I have never missed Marcus Sherrill's more than I do. this. Now you notice how big he was. <laughs> hey, yeah. when Marcus Sherrill's caught a punt, I'm being serious. When Marcus Marcus Shiro's caught a punt, my mind was about fifteen to twenty percent, he might take it. Every time.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he usually so now, averaged at least nine yards.
1: Right. And now all this that's I'm at one percent. I mean less than one percent. The the you know, the one thing in, in recent Vikings history, Percy Harvin, Cordero Patterson. And Marcus Sheryls were guys I didn't have to worry about on special teams. No. And, and if they don't get a big return, at least they're not going to fumble the ball. If Marcus <laughs> Sheryls is going to call for a fair catch, okay, look, yeah. if you have to take a fair catch, take a fair catch. I get it. Punt return is is kind of weird and that okay, fine. But at least um you're you're not Marcus Sheryls is not gonna make a mental mistake. He's gonna stop at the 10 and he's not gonna feel the ball. And more often than not, that ball is gonna bounce into the end zone. Mm-hmm. I, but but with these guys, oh, this it's a crapshoot, man. Terrible. It's an absolute, Jeez. it's an absolute crapshoot. He's terrible.
3: That's the best punt returner we can come up with on a fifty-three man roster.
1: Bark at the moon, baby. <laughs> 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 what Rhino said? Rino, we call him Ozzy every week now. Yeah. Oh,
0: Got one last question. I think it was given to us by DC. Is hughes or hill ever going to play again this season
2: let you guys take that i, I haven't have seen it. anything to I, say
0: they won't
2: i mean with with hughes i mean it's a neck and hill, he had the neck problem foot. last year he's got the ne- neck problem going forward you know i i don't know how is it, if this yeah. is a chronic thing that every time somebody sneezes on him he's going to have a neck injury from here on out or Where's Hill at? Hill was week to week, wasn't he? Where is he? He's got some <laughs> issue with his foot. He had a tweak on.
1: Hill's on IR. So is Hughes. I, I'm yeah. actually worried about Mike Hughes because that's his second neck injury, and in I think his mm-hmm. many seasons. Right? Yes. Because didn't last he happen
2: in the last game? Was a, yeah. Uh, Did, didn't Didn't he go? Like,
1: yeah. Between the Saints game and the 49ers game in the playoff, he went from, from probable. The questionable to, to did not practice to injured reserve or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had a crash so,
0: or yeah. a herniated vertebra or something.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Hughes' injury worries me. Holton Hill, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, but I, I will say whether they play or not, the, the the play of guys like Jeff Gladney and Cameron Dantzler uh, and Mr. Hond. And just kind of the guys that they have, like Rhino well, said, like, just
0: plucked like out of the
1: Seven Eleven in Bloomington, have yeah. played pretty well the last monthish or so. So that there's neat. there's talent there.
2: Even if like Holton Hill comes back, he, I don't think he's got his job anymore. I mean, he he he's relegated to backup status now.
0: Dansler should have his job, but right. And we,
2: but Dansler, Dansler's been. We'll Battling injuries all of season two. right? But
0: this last one's a concussion, so right, um,
2: yeah. So I mean, he should be back this week. I would he think he should be back this week. Man, that yeah, Gladney
3: he
0: made some nice, roll. made some nice tackles, didn't
3: he? Yeah. Gladney? he Gladney, Monday night. Gladney
2: is, yeah, his progression from week one to now has been really impressive. I, I'm really happy with how he's coming along.
1: You know who Gladney reminded me of making those tackles on on yeah, Monday night? Winfield. Antoine Winfield, and and a guy who really was not given enough credit for this when he was here, but Trey Waynes. Trey Waynes was a fantastic open field tackler for the Vikings. Yes, he was.
0: Yes,
3: Yes, he was.
1: So, yeah, you you tell me Jeff Gladney's going to be the next Trey Waynes with a little bit better coverage skills, I'll I'll take it. You you bet I'll
3: take it. If we're going to give a shout-out to old Viking tacklers, let's give a shout-out to Carl Lee. My boy. Carl
1: Lee was, he was a bad, R. bad R. guy. Carl Lee was a fucking bad man.
0: I love that guy. <laughs> but that new kid, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember his name. Is Dan um, back this week? Is he coming back this week? It's possible. He's limited practice. He's got oh, to pass okay. the concussion protocol. But he's into his, what, second or third, third, week. Six, third,
2: third
3: week? Can yeah. somebody – can we get James Lynch on the field? For fuck's sake, dude. Let's
0: see what he can
2: do. I've been calling for that all year. But, not, but you know, they're with uh, –
0: there's only certain apparently, numbers
2: they can keep. apparently they're happy with jaleel johnson and shamar stefan playing up front because
0: Shamar our, has played probably his best
2: season yeah yeah. i mean he, he was always more of a more of a nose tackle than a three tech in my opinion anyway now i mean granted i mean hercules modify has i mean he's played pretty well to the improved. last couple of years i mean it, you know and that last know game just his a,
0: motor wouldn't quit
2: yeah, so I don't know if it's just, a you know, only so many snaps to go around for anybody, everybody, and you can only have so many, you know, guys active, so it's they're treating it more as a redshirt for Lynch or what the deal is. I mean, when he's played, I mean, that one game he played eight sacks, had a pressure and a sack, and, I, you know, he looked really good in a sh- short amount of time, but he just hasn't played much.
3: That's a good way to get yourself at the Zimmer's doghouse, look good in a short amount of
0: time. <laughs> Yeah, when you're on the team for a while.
1: he He's sitting on the bench next to Sasquatch, Brett Jones.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a rookie. We don't, you Brett can't play
1: Brett
3: Jones
0: yet. is now active. Okay. But is he really? Sure.
1: Well, Thanks, that's dude. because yeah. they got rid of Pat right.
0: Elfline. They need a backup center on the
1: bench. Which was another stupid move. I mean, look, Elfline hasn't been good, but you can't tell me he's not better than Drew Samia.
0: I was told yeah. about a third of the league put in a waiver for him.
1: Yeah, I, I,
2: I, I read that somewhere, saw that somewhere. So, For Pat Allen. Also, so, why did, why, I mean, like Ted said, well, yeah, granted, the Jets
0: are number one on the waiver list. They got him.
2: He's, yeah. But, I mean, he's he's definitely, when even when he was in before and was playing badly, I mean,
0: to me, it made potential. him look
2: tolerant or, I mean, or, or tolerable. I mean, you know, it, uh,
0: coaches see potential and then go, I can fix him.
2: Well, with Elflein, so I'd kind of
1: believe it. I mean, think about you know, here, lo- looking back, looking back at career here, looking back at Elfline's career here, they probably should have just put him on IR in 2018 because he was coming back from a shoulder major su- shoulder surgery and a broken ankle that he, that happened in the NFC Championship game. They probably mm-hmm. just sh- just should have put Elf on How- the shelf for all of 2018 and brought him back last year.
3: How about yeah. just leave him where he threw where he kicked ass the first year at center? What the Vikings just leave him at center
0: because they go out and draft a new center? No, 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 no. That, that that's I'm saying. What happens so if you just you leave
2: have, him at we center? Draft he, draft he, guards. We have to draft other positions and move them to guard. What they should. <laughs> what
3: what hap, What happens to Elfline if you just leave him at the position that he was thriving at? I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, that injury did not. take
0: a toll. The well, second year, it was he visible.
2: Would, he would I we would have the then we'd actually have to play Brett Jones and Zimmer's never going to allow that. So. Well, if you look
0: at the map if you factor in the Massey report, it
3: yeah, does make, make
2: it more it sense.
0: Yes, with that, let's wrap yeah. this show up. Last words, there, Rhino.
2: Um, you know, like re- like we said, I think this game has a potential to be a shootout. Probably going to be a high scoring affair. You know, their defense is putrid. Ours has been better. I think Dalvin sh- Dalvin's going to have a good game. He should. You know, shouldn't have a problem going. You know, well over 100 yards. I, you know, it, it's going to, it could have very well boil down to who makes the most mistakes, you know, and if it's that an ill timed, you know, interception or a block punt or, you know, we've lived dangerously in that stuff the last couple of weeks. You know, it's going to bite us in the ass eventually. I just hope it's not this week. I mean, it, it's a game we should do well in. We just have to see which Vikings team shows up.
0: Ted?
1: Um, this is a game I think the Vikings should win like 27-10 or 27-13. But, but because I am uh, a, a fatalistic, chicken-a-little-the-sky's-about-the-fall Vikings fan, it's probably yeah, yeah, going to be a 20, it, it's probably going to be like a 27-24 nail-biter. I, I do think the Vikings are going to win. I, I just – Andy Dalton – his better days are behind him. He's good backup, but I think his better days are behind him. The Vikings' defense is playing a lot better. Dallas absolutely cannot stop the run. I expect Alvin Cook to have a big day, and that is going to be the difference, and the Vikings are going to win. Let, let's call it 27-20. Good guys.
3: Drew? I have, I want to talk about K.J. Osborne again. I want to say, K.J. Osborne, you have asses.
2: Yeah!
3: <laughs> Just like your punt returned with acid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Maloof, your special team suck. We got to get it together. The Vikings are going to win this game. I think we're going to give up more than 20, but I think we're going to score more than 27. So I will come through with a 41
0: to 24 victory. Ooh, wow. Scoring him 40-plus points. Got to love it. You guys are so optimistic. I, I hope so. I hope Dallas so. I mean, I hope you know so, what? Hey, Ted, 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 Ted.
3: If the red, if the red rifle comes out there and starts carving us up, I am smashing my fucking remote. So I'm telling you right now, I don't want to see it. I don't now, want to see I, that guy carving us up.
1: Now. I don't. I don't get the game here this week, so that's okay. If it happens, I won't. It's see it.
0: It's the Fox National game.
1: Oh, I'm yeah? getting the Packers game here.
0: Oh, dude! I'm sorry. Why would the Fox put on the Vikings and Cowboys unless they want to kill their ratings? But anyways, um, the one thing I do like is that Mike Zimmer knows Andy Dalton, oh, knows him backwards and forwards, so that should be a good thing. <laughs> we'll what's, see. Your, what's your tagline, there, Drew? Uh, meow, meow,
3: Viking cow.
0: With that. We will see everybody after the game, 15 minutes after game for GMG in the Raw.
1: General's oh, hey, real quick before we go, yeah. uh, the EVO rankings came out on podcasts, and we are first overall.
0: <laughs> what what? what? Go Vikings! Let's what win this game. What, what happened?
1: What do we do? It was, it was a joke. The ELO rankings, never mind. Nerd porn, never mind.
2: PFF <laughs> <laughs> ranks us the number one podcast in the Vikings in the land. Have a great weekend, yeah, everybody. Really. Enjoy
0: the game, yeah, and we'll we see you 15 minutes after.
2: Basses,
3: just like witch dudes at black masses. <laughs> I'm going to listen to Warpix right now. I'm fired up on that. Yeah.
0: Head.